I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Happy Friday and welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code Just Baseball or code Just Gridiron for a full 100% deposit match for the best daily fantasy app. In this episode, we are talking Saturday and Sunday NFL picks and props for week 15. And I brought on a couple of goats back again. Welcome, gentlemen. We have Matt Tanner and Gino from Bet Openly. These guys gave us a bunch of winners a couple of weeks ago, and I'm back to get their winners. I also have three of my own. Hopefully, love the board again. We're going to rip it. We have both Saturday and Sunday NFL games for the next couple of weeks. So it's going to be a fun next couple of weekends matt gino i know matt and i are riding low off our seahawks loss and i'm also riding kind of low right now i lost on the cardinals i lost on the seahawks so i need to make up for it and bring winners this week and gentlemen i hope you're here to help me gino is just chilling on his couch right now knowing that his 49ers crushed the seahawks even though the sharpest play of the world was the seahawks it's not so sharp anymore when they lose by eight is it gino is not. And honestly, I, I joked around with the official score of that game was 28-10. It was not eight. That was not roughing the passer. That was a pick six. But uh, I'm also, I want to humble, I'm also on a three-day losing streak. It's weird. I, I'll never forget when Maddie first DM'd me. He was like, dude, it's crazy. I'm a Dejan and I'm a gambler, but I hate losing publicly more than I hate losing money. And ironically, I'm on a public win streak, but my DD units are down. So like, I'm on a cold streak with sharp plays, but publicly everyone's throwing me a lot of love for the Niners. So I have a very mixed emotions today. And Matt, we're going to get that Seahawks unit back, right? We have to, bro. We have to. I'm, I'm never going to hear the end of it from Gino. <laughs> I, I, I ended up betting him head to head on that open. He took me for 600 on that game. <laughs> that's, that's tough, but we're going to make it back. We're going to make it back, yeah. gentlemen. Because these guys, they have their system plays. Definitely go check out their podcast, Discipline to Gens. They have an entire system of NFL plays that they give out. And these guys have been as hot as anybody on Twitter, anybody that you're going to find. So definitely make sure to go follow them. Their Twitters are in the link in this episode description. Gentlemen, let's get straight to it. Week 15, Saturday. We'll start on Saturday. Instead of going through every game, because there are no buys this week anymore, there are plenty of games, so we're sticking to our three best bets. And then at the end, we will talk about props. Matt, I see you staring at your computer, 
So I'm going to start with you. What is your first bet of the week? Mm, we should let we should let the, the hot man over there go first. I'll go right. first. We can go with Gino first, go first. Yeah, slightly square side. Sharp Sharps bought it up a little bit, but I'm actually on under 47 and a half. Indy Minnesota. I, I believe in Indy's D is going to have give Minnesota a very hard time. I almost wanted to go Indy money line on this game. As crazy as that sounds, the people are Indy plus three and a half. But I will only have one bet a game on this game officially, and it's under 47 and a half. I really like this bet. I am also my favorite pick um, of the Saturday slate is the Colts plus four. Um, I make this line around two and a half or three. I think we're getting a full half point of val- or full point and a half of value. We have to understand that this Minnesota Vikings defense is terrible. That's why I'm a little bit scared of the under, but at the same time, this Colts offense has not been very good, but I do think that they will be able to control the ground game with Jonathan Taylor, and that's why I feel like they're going to milk the clock. Gino, to your point, the Colts are 9-4 and four to the under this season. They are under in 14 of the last 18 games. Um, I, think that- I just want everyone to know that. I, I When I bet it, I know it. This is a square side play. Um, but I am actually betting on two things. One, that Minnesota's defense can look as decent against Indy as they did against the Jets. And two, that Indy's defense will give Minnesota some hard times. That's essentially where my bet's coming from. So this is my point on the Vikings because both teams right now have a negative point differential. And I was in a Twitter space and Cam is money, 18. He is a big Colts fan. You guys have probably seen him on Twitter. Um, really smart guy. And what he was doing is he was looking at the Minnesota Vikings and the Minnesota Vikings. How different are they from the Las Vegas Raiders, right? Derek Carr versus Kirk Cousins. They have the shiny receiver in Justin Jefferson and Devonte Adams. They have a very good offense, but their defense couldn't stop you and I, Matt, yep. you and I, Gino. They're kind of a similar team here. So I don't think that the Vikings, and this is also kind of a primetime game for Kirk in a way. Remember, it's I, it's easy for him sometimes to hide on 1 p.m., but in a game like this where everybody is going to be watching, I don't have that much confidence in him, especially over a field goal. So right now the line is, has gone from 4.5 to 3.5, even with the public all over the Minnesota Vikings. I think this line is adjusting for a reason. And I don't think that the Vikings win this game by more than a field goal. To your point, Gino, I think the Colts can win this game. They're one of those teams that it seems like they should be tanking, but they're close in every game. And you'll tell me, well, they just got blown out by the Cowboys, right? 54 to 19. How could we be on them? But we also have to remember the Vikings lost 40 to three to this Cowboys team too. This Vikings, this Vikings team, they're going to throw the ball to Justin Jefferson a lot, but the Colts have Stephon Gilmore, who's also a very good corner. Now, Jefferson's going to be lining up in the slot a lot, so it's not like Gilmore is going to be fully on him the whole game, but I don't think those big plays are going to be happening in bunches with Justin Jefferson. I think Dalvin Cook should have a, a decent day on the ground, but overall, I think the Colts will will control time of possession, and they won't lose this game by more than a field goal. So my favorite bet of Saturday is Colts plus four. So Gino's on the under. I'm on the Colts. Matt, where do you lean on this game? Yeah, so our system points to the Colts. It's with you. It's got plus Colts plus four as a system play. It's out of our group. So I, I was leaning towards the Colts as a personal play as well. Um, I'm not going to say they don't scare me a little bit, but I would definitely lean towards the Colts here. Yeah. 
I just feel like the Vikings have been one of the luckiest teams in football, and I think that the Colts have been one of the most unlucky teams in football. So I'm going to take the Colts here, plus four. So Geno's on the under 47.5 in that game. I'm on the Colts. Matt, what's your first pick? And last thing I'll add, I mean, the Vikings, I feel like Gino and I are talking about this every week. The Vikings now have a 10 and 3 record and a negative one point differential. I mean, it's just, it's it's unbelievable to see a team that's 10 and 3 have a negative point differential. So pretty and crazy. I love that analogy of Minnesota to Raiders. The main difference is Raiders blew leads and lost close games, and the Minnesota's been winning them. Exactly. That's, that's, really- that's football. That's football sometimes, yeah. right? Like, you either win the one-score games or you lose them, and that could be a head coaching thing. Josh McDaniel was terrible versus the Vikings head coach. Like, that that could be the difference here, but I don't think if the Raiders were minus four and a half to the Colts, we'd be all over the Colts, and I don't think that these two teams are all that different, and now it's down to three and a half. I would still take the Colts anything above a field goal because that's where I make the line. I think we're getting a point of value. So, Matt, what do you like? I like it. I'm going to go with the Bucks plus three and a half. So I know it's extremely ugly looking. Uh, yeah, I know it's extremely ugly. However, it's just a very simple system play inside of our group. Bucks plus three and a half. These two teams, Bengals have been one of the best teams in the NFL covering the spread. Um, Bucks have been one of the worst teams in the NFL against the spread. Bucks have only covered three out of their 13 games this season. Bengals have covered 10 out of 13 games this season. Something's got to give here. The Bucks, I just think this is a very important game for them at home, um, and they have to find a way to win this game. So I like the three and a half here a lot. My only concern here is, and you're right, the public is hammering the Bengals, and that line is not budging. Um, it's hard to go against Brady, but if you're going to go against Brady, like go with Joe Burrow in his career. Like he is 16 and seven against the spread away from home. He's the most profitable QB against the spread since 2020. But this Bengals team at the same time hasn't been very good on the road this year. So that's a cumulative since 2020. If you're going to get the Bengals, it's going to be on the road. That's where they've had a couple of their weird losses out of nowhere. But at the same time, dude, I feel like almost the books are giving too much credit to Brady here. Like they're just giving the Bucks plus three and a half like the bucks keep getting all these short spreads and they just keep getting blown out like i'm not i'm not going to be on the bengals because it's probably going to be the most public side of the week i was even talking to some of my buddies and they were like what do you think about the bengals and i'm like exactly (laughs) like like exactly like it's the sports books are not your friend and they're giving you just over a field goal but at the same time dude it's just too much uh gino what do you like because if I had to go, I would go Bucks based on the line, but like, I'll, I'll throw out a bunch here. So one, I'm going to double down on Maddie in the sense that I'm actually going Tampa Bay money line. I'm looking at plus 175 right now. Give me that. They are still in the lead in their division. They could still win their division. The wheels are falling off, but I think we're buying them really low because how bad my Niners made them look. Uh, someone on Twitter gave me a system I didn't even know about. And I'll be fading that system. Not that I don't respect them. Uh, it's just not a system I put a lot of value on. Apparently, no one has covered since playing the Niners. Since the, like even the Chiefs didn't cover the week after the Niners, and they had a buy in between. So there's this system floating around that whoever played the Niners the next week they don't cover. So that hurts this. But I'm actually extremely on a buy low here. 
Tampa Bay plus five, mark it up, keep the three and a half. I like the three and a half if you want to be less courageous. That's a really good number with a good hook. Uh, I'm going to dig really deep here. And this is a very old game now, but I watched it twice. Cincinnati in New Orleans. I actually think this game is going to play out very similar, except New Orleans crumbled at the end. I don't think Tampa Bay does. So uh, Cincinnati struggled mightily against New Orleans. And then I believe they just like the top fell off or the wheels fell off late in the game. Tampa Bay money line, final answer. I can't do it, guys. Like, I, I think I, I, what I will say is for all listening, um, if you like the Bucks play, I think it's the right side. Like, I don't think you can be on the Bengals when you have north of 80% of the tickets, probably north of 80% of the money, and I think that is only going to increase. And the line is sticking. The line is yeah. not budging at all. Like, just to give our listeners um, kind of a comparison, for example, like that Vikings-Colts line, it was at four and a half and then moved down to three and a half, even with the public all over the Vikings. This Bengals-Bucks line has not moved up to four, has not moved up to four and a half, even though a similar number of tickets. And I would even venture to say that the Bengals are going to be much more public than the Vikings will be. But I can't do it. If okay. if you like, I would look at the Bucks if it, if this line was like at seven. Honestly, <laughs> like I make this line way bigger than it is, so that's why I'm very confused. Do you think I just think the book is giving the Bucks so much respect when they just don't deserve it? Like Gino, you know that you've been so anti Bucks all year, and you know I'm that they don't deserve this line. This is probably my second time betting on them all year, and I, I think I called it my play of the week too. So, um. I love how Peter communicates. I love how he tries to educate. So I'm going to try and add to that. I will tell you all our highest system plays that cash are the most uncomfortable ones. I'm just being honest. I know it's not Mm -hmm. fun telling you the ones that even Maddie and I cringe at fucking cash. And then second to that, if you really think something cannot happen in the NFL, it can happen. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. And I I hope that helps anyone newer to the space. All right. Yeah, um, and my and my my next pick is gonna kind of reiterate all of that because it's gonna be even uglier. Okay, good. <laughs> all right, so we'll move off. We'll move off that game. These two gentlemen love the Bucks. Um, kind of scary, but I gotta say, I think they will be on the right side. But I I just might be too chicken, gentlemen. I might be a little bit too chicken. I always That's tell people, funny. All right, let's roll. My second favorite pick. Um, is the Tennessee Titans plus three. Um, I, and if you've listened to this podcast, you know that um, I was on the Chargers all the way from the very beginning. I thought that the Chargers could win the Super Bowl. I thought this was the year, and then their entire defense got injured, and it just hasn't been that year for them. Now, they're seven and six, and they still can make the playoffs, but they're facing a Titans team that they just don't match up very well against. I had the Chargers plus three and a half. And I had Chargers money line against the Dolphins. And the reason I did that is because the Dolphins secondary has been really struggling. And that's what the Chargers love to do. Now, the Titans secondary is still banged up, but they're not nearly as bad as that Dolphins secondary. And then what do the Chargers not do very well? Stop the run. And the Dolphins, they just want to throw the ball through the air the entire time. That These two teams just don't match up very well. So I'm going to go with the Titans. I think Derrick Henry is going to run the ball all over this Chargers run defense, which has been terrible. And we even saw Raheem Mostert in his limited carries. He still kind of ate him up, but the Dolphins just abandoned the run when they went down. The Titans, 
This is a team that's been beat up at this point. They're coming off a bunch of straight-up losses, even though they're a better team than this at this point. The Titans are still fighting for the division. I still think that the Titans, especially when I have Vrabel as a dog in a spot where I think he's going to get his team up for this one. Other games, maybe not as much. This game, they need this one. Chargers need this one too. But if you're going to give me the field goal, you're going to give me the points with a Vrabel team that is historically amazing as a dog. And then the Chargers, historically as a favorite, not nearly as good. The Chargers as a dog, yeah, give me that because there's so much variance and Justin Herbert can come back and give you a backdoor cover with his arm. As favorites, not so much here. Titans are good. Their linebackers are good. They The Chargers have been eating with Austin Eckler out of the backfield as a receiver. I don't think he's going to have the same level of success like I thought he would do against the Dolphins, who are terrible against short passes. Titans, not nearly as much. I think the Titans match up much better here. I'm going to go plus three on the Titans. That's what I'm rolling with. Um, gentlemen, any thoughts on that game? Gina? I'll, I'll, I'll go, Maddie. I was going to say, my thoughts are you should be on the money line, bro. I like the money line, too. I'll probably be sprinkling on the money line because I do think that they win this game. But I just think if I get a field goal also, because the Chargers mm-hmm. are one of those teams that wins by one or two. They miss they miss extra points. There's They go for two. Like, there, there, there is a lot of one- to two-point games. That's why I like yeah. the Titans. Like, the Chargers are one of the few teams where I would lay the two or the one, because they're weird. And they are that's why they're not a very good football team, because their head coach makes dumbass decisions. Brandon Saley, he makes weird decisions. That's why there's a lot of one, two-point games. That's why I'm very comfortable taking the field goal with the Titans, but I probably will be sprinkling the money line. Gino? This is one of the ones where I'll take your position of the last game. I'm actually too chicken to bet this game. I've been high on Tennessee all year, saying they're getting disrespected. I've made some good money on Tennessee. I want to say... I have a five and two or five and three record betting on or against them. And this is one I'm just staying away from. I I literally have no read on this game. So I'm adding a whole lot of noise and no value, but this is my position where Tennessee feels like the sharp side. Tennessee money line looks like value. And I'm just too chicken. I can't, this Tennessee team, they had every chance Jacksonville and they got smoked by Jacksonville. But that's also, I put a lot of that on the fact that Trevor Lawrence, he is either the best quarterback in football or he's terrible, and they just found him when he was at his best. That's why I know a lot of people love the Jaguars plus four and a half. This Jaguars team is just too inconsistent for me to then bet on a game after they've been really good. I've been burned before. I would prefer not to get burned again. And that's also a close-to-division matchup. Like these two teams, I'm pretty sure if you're looking at Jags versus Titans historically, Jags have actually done very well against them. Um, so that's why I don't put a lot of stock into that. Um, so I just like the Titans here uh, as as a dog. Like that's that's when I love them, especially when the Chargers I know are winning by two or one. But I understand where you're coming from. Um, it's very similar to that Bengals Bucks game in a sense because the public is hammering, hammering the Chargers. They just saw them beat on Monday night football. Like that is a straight up, you know, it's a, it's a buy low spot, sell high on the chargers here. Um, And I feel like I've been pretty good on the chargers. You've been pretty good on the Titans. I've been pretty good taking or fading the chargers. I think this is the matchup to do it. Um, Just knowing that Derrick Henry can control the ground game forever. Um, I'm still worried. My one thing that would make me absolutely love it. Remember we're recording on Friday, Traylon Burks. I really hope that he's back. 
Thursday, it's looking questionable. Friday, we still haven't gotten the report yet, um, but I will be watching that. If Traylon Burks play, I love this play because he's very important in the passing game. Like they have to be able to move the ball besides Derrick Henry. Matt, what do you think about this Titans Chargers game? Yeah, I would go Titans, or I would just like Gina said, I would pass on the game. I don't like I don't like back in the Chargers as a favorite, generally speaking. So I think you made a, made a very good point there, and I think stylistically it's a good matchup for Tennessee. Phenomenal. All right, Titans plus three. Matt, next pick. All right, I told you this one's even uglier than the Bucks. But we're going with the Texans, plus 14. I think it was at 11 or 12. It's up to 14. I think that's more about the injuries in the game. Um, but, uh, again, I, I think I tweeted this last week, and it was the, it was when it was a 17-point spread. I said, if you're going to give a professional, a professional football team 17 points, I'm usually going to take that. I feel the same way this week at home with Houston. I know that everyone is injured. Like their injury report is enormous, but it's another system play. It's unemotional. And I just love double digit underdogs in the NFL, especially at home. So it's scary. It's ugly. It's against Patrick Mahomes, but I'm going to ride with the 14 again. And, and I think we kind of said this a few times, but I want to reiterate it. When all when stars are out or starters are out, I think we underestimate just how close these backups are. I get that the starters better. I'm not arguing that, but dude, these are grown ass men that still squat like 300 that step in, and they're playing to feed their families. So, I love this system. I love when an NBA star is out. I love when you get free points on you know such a large roster. So, it makes so, sense. To me. This is such a me play. Um, followers and not gambling advice. No, you give me a home dog of 10 or more at home. I almost never care. And I think I've played every single one for the past two years, except this one. And the reason why is because I think this Houston defense, like if the Houston defense was at least serviceable, they are arguably the worst in football. And then you look <laughs> at the offense, no Damian Pierce, no Brandon cooks, no Nico Collins, and their quarterback is Kyle Allen. Am I confident that the Kyle Allen-led Texans with Rex Burkhead running the football can keep it within two touchdowns? <clears throat> I don't know if I can. Like, And with the public is on the Texans, like the public is also understanding that the Texans as a home dog and the Texans just kept it close with the Cowboys. Like, I think everyone is looking at the Texans, but at the same time, Matt, like, this is a classic play that we're always on, always on. Yeah. But I think the public is catching on to these. And then at this point, that line also isn't budging for a reason. Like, 14 is a very, it almost feels like this Bills Dolphins game where they're giving it to you. You know, it looks very nice and they could keep it close. But I, I would be yeah. on this if the Texans lost by 40 to the Cowboys, right? That's when I'd be on it. But the fact that they just kept it close and everyone saw that and they almost beat them, now it almost feels like they have nobody on their team. Yeah. The Chiefs, but it's also Mahomes is a big favorite, is terrible, especially on the road. I was just I was just gonna say that. We're are we forgetting that this even when this Chiefs team goes up big when they have to cover a big spread, they almost always get on the back door. I'm calling this right now and I want you to clip this if I'm right. 30-17 is my score prediction. The Texans cover, and the Texans cover by a point. I got to say, I also, I also lean towards the under. 
because remember, this is a big spread. Um, generally, when you have a huge spread, the under is a very good look because you have a couple of different outcomes here. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Um, Houston controls time of possession somehow. Chiefs aren't on the field as much. Or Chiefs blow them out and the Texans only put up seven points. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to look at the under. Um, but everyone's catching on. We have 77% of money on the under, um, but only like 54% of the bet. So that could be a good looking thing. Um, definitely keep mm-hmm. an eye on that. It's not like the Texans Chiefs under is a big liability for the books. I wouldn't expect that. Um, I think this line is a little bit too high. Um, it's at 49 and a half with Geno score or with Matt's score prediction at 30 to 17. That would make it go under. So I'm definitely looking at the under in this game. Um, Gino, I know that you said even pre-record that you were possibly looking at the Chiefs. What's your read on this game after you know it's one of your system plays? Yeah, no. So, like, usually I make my personal plays and then we have systems. So, like, this becomes a no bet for me. Um, I- I'm not going to lie. I thought the Chiefs would come out and win this game like 35 nothing. And once Matt shows me it's a system play, I just get away from my emotion. I'm not that married to it. There's so many better games for me to put my money on that this is just one that I almost like don't want my name next to at all. But uh, my stomach had chiefs kicking their ass. And I, I agree with Matt's system. And I also agree with Peter's take that everyone watched Houston compete with a Dallas that they're really high on. So you might have lost some value on this, this, this spread might should, you know, maybe it should be 17 and we're only getting 14. That's what I'm saying. Like if the Cowboys were 17, the Chiefs are better than the Cowboys. And this is kind of the same thing. Like I get the the Cowboys were at home, so they get a little bit of bump there. But still, like this is shouldn't it be here? Like I don't think that we're this is an overinflated line, right, Matt? Yeah, no, I agree. I actually I just think that the whole narrative about the Chiefs covering these these huge spreads is important too. Yeah. They're just so bad at it. Um, but again, I'm just, these are one of these games that I don't even overthink it. Like I'm getting the home dog plus 14. It's a system play. I'll put a half unit or a unit on it and call it a day. And it's going to hit 57, 58% of the time. It's a good Makes point. Sense. It's a good point. And when you consider the opposer is the chiefs where Mahomes as a big favorite does not cover spreads also to support your decision, Matt, um, Games like this, like I'm about to talk about one of them, and the reason why I'm bringing it up is because these teams that are so good and they're playing just a bottom dweller in the NFL that's looking to tank, they don't give out their full complement of plays. They don't want to show the team next week who they're playing what their full package of plays is. Like they're probably – Isaiah Pacheco, love his over-rushing yards this week. They're probably just going to run the ball. It's at 76 and a half. It's way bigger than usual. Why? Because they're just going to give it to him 20 times a day. 20 times a game against this horrible Swiss cheese Texans run defense. Like that's probably mm-hmm. the one of my favorite props that we're going to hear at the end of this episode is why are they going to show all their nice trick plays? Andy Reed's probably just going to mail it in. The chiefs are going to go up 21 zero in the first half. 
and then probably score one more touchdown and the Texans probably score. But that's <clears> like, are the Texans going to score? <laughs> like, how are they going <laughs> to score? <laughs> that's why I lead definitely towards the under. Um, but on that same point, give me the Bears plus nine as my third pick um, oh, against your Philadelphia you. Eagles. So the Eagles are a juggernaut. We know this. They are 12 and one. But I make this line seven. This line is just a little bit too big. Now, Justin Fields has been dealing with an illness. Chase Claypool dealing with a knee thing. Khalil Herbert supposed to come off IR. David Montgomery also dealing with an illness. I obviously love this play a lot more if all four of those guys play. And at least right now, we are trending in that direction. Now, if Justin Fields is out uh, because of the illness, if Chase Claypool doesn't play because of the knee, I might have to cash out because at the end of the day, I don't know how the Bears are going to score. But if all those guys do play, which I do think that they will, so I am on this play, at least right now, I already bet it. I would recommend downloading the Pickett Sports app so you can see if I cash out. And that play has already been in there for a couple of days. Um, The public is hammering the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, as you know, Matt, like and the Eagles, they are so much better at home. Like, And that's even reflected against the spread at home. Jalen Hurts in his career is 11-4-1 against the spread. On the road, he is 6-11 and against the spread. He's been under 500 ATS on the road in each of his three NFL seasons. And the Eagles are 8-16 and on the road since 2020, the least profitable road team against the spread in that span. Like the Eagles, the same thing as the Chiefs. This is almost a 10-point dog at home. The Bears, they are tanking, but they're doing it in a very – awesome way for their fan base they're staying in games they're not letting this get out of hand now the bears defense is not good like that's they're the worst unit on the field easily like they are a swiss cheese defense but at the same time i don't think that the eagles are going to be opening up opening up the playbook and showing everybody especially when they face the cowboys next week i feel like they're going to overlook this bears team they're not going to do much they're just going to give the ball to miles standards and say goodnight get out of there get as healthy as possible they're asking jalen hurts in his pressers they're like what do you think about what michael parsons says how you're just a quarterback i know matt you're not even thinking about the bears as an eagles fan you're just thinking about that cowboys game i tweeted that today i said let's just skip week 15 let's just go right to week 16 and go to cowboys eagles but did you hear jalen hurts response yeah he said we're focused on the bears of course he's gonna say that though no don't underestimate jalen is locked in he is he, he mentally he's just different. I'm telling you, he's different. Of course. Here's what I'll say about the Eagles on the road: they're very inconsistent. They did just put up 48 points in a division game on the road against the Giants, but then you look at games like at Indianapolis, they won 17-16. At Houston, they won 29-17. That's a very similar spot with you know Kansas City, Houston. It was a 14 point spread, and they won by 12. Um, what's another one at? Oh, early in the season, the first game of the year at Detroit, they had a nice lead and they won by, I think it was a field goal or something. Yep. So I hear everything you're saying. The Bears plus nine is actually a system play of ours. I obviously hate it. Um, I even gave Gino 11 and a half on bet openly. I said, look, I'm giving you 11 and a half here because I'm trying to get my money back from him now after last night. But I hear everything you're saying. I actually don't dislike the play and I'm an, I'm an Eagles fan. So respect. Gino, any thoughts on this game? I'm- uh, so I'm with you in the sense that Maddie gave me extra points. So I'll take that. Just, <laughs> I, I gave him extra points on Seattle. Uh, 
But I, I actually just think Philly at this point is a well-oiled machine. And the fact that it's not double digits is just to get money bet on Philly. Um, I really think it's a thing to think like, would they be focused two weeks out? I, I don't know if I buy those narratives. I do a little more in college and stuff. I think these guys are pros and they know what they're doing. They want to still win that division. They still want the one seed. So I, I do think Philly has enough motivation here. Um, I just leaned on the points in the sense that it felt a little low. I I don't know why the spread is the way it is. That's well, where it is. Like, why is the spread not 11 and a half? Would that really get the world on Chicago? I don't think so. I think it would. I think it would. I think, I think that would make, first of all, you got the double digit home dog. The public is, the public understands these lines. At least they're, they're starting to like you. I think so. Um, while like, what I think they're seeing is that the Eagles are under 10. They can tease the Eagles down. And the public is hammering the Eagles, but this line doesn't seem like it's moving much. Like they could put it up to 10. If the Eagles really were the right side, wouldn't they move it up to 10 to try and encourage money back on the Bears side? But they're not. They're keeping it there for a reason. Everyone's going to tease these six-point teasers down. Eagles' money line is going to be in everybody's parlays. And now the Eagles are probably going to win this game. I'm not saying that the Bears win this game outright. But when I have a full complement of a Bears offense, I like that. I like that a lot. Like this Bears offense can move the football against anybody, any defense, when they have a full complement of stars. When you have David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, Chase Claypool, and then you have Justin Fields, that's an offense. And I think they'll be able to move the ball. I make, Like I said, I make this line seven. I think this line is inflated because we just saw what the Eagles did. And I know you guys know, as system makers, you put up 48 points, and then the next yeah. week, your big favorites on the road? Come on now. This is a classic buy low, sell high spot, right? Yeah. Like I said, I I, I agree with the pick. Um, you know, I don't love it by any means, but it is a system pick of ours. It, let me see exactly what it is. Yeah, it's the same system I gave out earlier, just bad against the spread teams versus good against the spread teams. I mean, the – the Eagles have covered eight out of 13 games. The Bears have covered four out of 13. You know, so, you, again, you're just getting more value, more points uh, based on all that. So I hear what you're saying. I could see it being a, a – I could, I could see the, the real spread being a, a six or seven-point line here. Just a little bit too inflated. Uh, Gino, yeah. your next pick. This is my third and final, right? Third and final. Do I go back to Saturday? I think I do. Um, Baltimore money line, mm. Ravens money line. Uh, they're banged up. They're a better team. Cleveland is going to get a lot of love. Their <clears throat> fan base has been waiting for a quarterback. I just haven't been impressed with Cleveland at all. Uh, and I think this is the Sun's first winter storm in a long time. And I just feel like this Baltimore team is more prepared to run uh, up and down, matching Cleveland. Obviously, they're a dog. Uh, I I thought the spread in this game should have been a pick or one. So I'm literally just betting that I'm getting plus 140 instead of plus 110. It's just a value play. It's just one of those, I think, at plus 140, Cleveland can win 
45 out of 100 of these, or excuse me, Baltimore can win 45 out of 100 of these games. I wouldn't say that you're wrong, Matt. My only problem with it is who's playing quarterback for the Ravens? Tyler Huntley, not sure his deal. Lamar Jackson certainly isn't playing. Like, Gino, they might, you better keep your phone on Sunday. They might text you and say, we need a quarterback. And and I'll be there if they need me to make my unit cash. Does Uh, it matter to you who's playing quarterback? Uh, yeah, of course it matters, but honestly, I'm, I'm one of those boring dudes that just follows the spreads, the lines, and the money movement. And oddly, from everything I'm seeing, no one has any idea who's going to be Baltimore's quarterback, yet I see the money line sticking. And betting it early is usually people smarter than me. I, I'm, I'm one of those, like, I love the term fake sharp because I think the word's thrown around too loosely. I sincerely consider myself a fake sharp in the sense that I am not down with every last decimal point of data. I have data and systems. And then I also bet with my eye test and leans. And I just think getting Baltimore plus money here is a valuable play. So here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. I really want to tease the Ravens up with something. I really, really want to. I think the Ravens in this spot, in this divisional game, are as good of a teaser piece as you can get. No like question. right now, two and a half, three. If I could tease them up to nine and a half, like no eight and a half, I want to do that. So yeah. let's do this. Let's find the best teaser piece. And guys, I'm down. You might have convinced me on the Bucks. Like yeah. what about what about a squad teaser ride? Thoughts on that? We tease the Bucks up. And we tease the Ravens up. And one thing All I want to teasers. Say- we're not teasing through zero. We're not teasing. We're teasing over key numbers here. <laughs> we're being and, smart. And I hate teasers, but I kind of want to do a squad ride teaser. Your thoughts, gentlemen. I'm down. And one thing I'll say for anyone newer to teasers, it's usually just throwing them around. What Peter's talking about super pivotal. Just don't cross zero. You can do anything else. That's the only one I argue about. You lose two points. And secondly, try and not tease totals, but if you're going to tease, look at the total. This total is 38 in this game. That means every point is that much more valuable than, you know, a game where Indy, Minnesota, the over-under is 47 and a half. Points are just less valuable. So I think this is a fantastic teaser spot for Baltimore to up to nine and a half. I love it. Maddie, who do you want for the second one? Do you want Tampa Bay there? See, like, I like our Tampa Bay play, but when you talk about throwing in a teaser, then it scares me. Because we all know Tampa could get blown out, like it could happen. Like I would rather, I would rather tease Buffalo down, truthfully, and get and I, Buffalo clo- closer to closer to the money line. These are not that key of numbers, but I would actually go New York Giants up to eleven and a half from five. Oh, There's nothing. I, I love saw. the commies. You guys know that week where they tied that loss. I think the commies are going to win by seven. Yeah, I like yeah. the commies too. That's what I'm saying. I'm not betting. Uh, I, I like the comments. But give it sense. I think they come back. Everyone's going to remember the tie. But I was just saying, if you're crossing over, you're getting Giants plus 11 and a half. That's a lot in a game. That's let, me ask, let me ask you guys this. Is my, does Miami have a chance to win this game in Buffalo after they've already beat them in Miami in a game that I was there and didn't even think they deserved to win that game? They're now in a cold, snowy game in Buffalo. You get Buffalo minus one in the teaser. Like, oh. I like that. What do we think? What do we think about um, 
Carolina Panthers. What do we think about Carolina Panthers? Uh, they're minus three. We'd have to price. Well, what about the Steelers. What about the Lions Jets game on the one on a one and a half point spread? Oh, Jets all day. Jets plus seven and a half. Boom. That's the one. Is that I, the one? Defense, yeah, I think so. Even with even with Zach Wilson playing, uh, but we've gained two and a half points of value from that quarterback yeah. switch. I mean, they went let's from not, what? Yeah. Let's not forget Zach. Think, yeah. Yeah, let's like down Mills. <laughs> let's stop just the kid. It's, my boy Salah over there, who I respect. Honestly, I think he's doing a piss poor job managing the quarterback situation in the Jets. If you're going to start a rookie, start a damn rookie all year. And I know people aren't going to like that take. Or don't start a rookie. That's my – this whole pulling him, whatever, this confidence thing, I genuinely think they are ruining their quarterback system over there. They have – Character questions now. They have confidence questions. They have culture questions. I'm very surprised at what Robert Sala has done over there. I like that Zach Wilson's starting for my value on this game. Yeah, Mike okay. White didn't get Mike White didn't get cleared from from injury. Um, no, I but like on, yeah, yeah. should have been pulling Zach when he was hurt and starting him every time he's not hurt. That's, so my, that's my take about the yeah, about this Jets sense. game. So for all those listening to Not Gambling Advice, first of all, thank you for listening. Appreciate you guys. Love you all. We're trying to win these games, right? We lost our first two. We were on an eight and three run. I'm now 60 and 38 on the season. Hopefully we've been cashing. We need some wins here. And I already like the Jets. I already really like them. I even told my guy Colby, who I talk about with all my bets, I'm like, grab the Jets for me. And he's like, I kind of like the Lions money line, but I don't think they're going to win by much. And I said, why? And he said, Zach Wilson is starting. And I was like, oh, shit. I can't bet on the Jets with Zach Wilson. But the reason why I like the Jets so much anyway is because I don't think that the Lions match up well against the Jets' defense. Like, that's where I see the game, is that what do the Lions want to do? They want to throw the ball through the air. What are the Jets really good at? Their corners are elite. This Jets' defense ranks number one in PFF over the 49ers. This is an elite Jets' defense. We have Jared Goff. I know Jared Goff well. As a Rams fan, watched him plenty of time outdoors crush bets for me because he sucked he cannot play outdoors and he hasn't been playing well outdoors with the lions even now they have jameson williams back they have a full complement of stars and i like the lions overall when they're at home they're one of the best teams in the nfl but i also feel like this is the top of the market this is as high as you can bet the lions at this point everyone thinks the lions are a darling they just won for everyone against the vikings like that kind of was a cheeky line it went viral everyone knew about the lions that's what kept me off it and what they do they handled business against the vikings team at home but this ain't the same matchup vikings defense is swiss cheese that's why i like the colts the jets defense is anything but it's the best in the nfl you have them at home the jets also need this win this is about as must win for them too so if we get the lions now the line is switched because we hear zach wilson and nobody wants to bet on him and now 68 percent of the money is on the lions Like everyone's hammering the Lions. I like the Jets up to seven and a half over that key number of seven. Mm -hmm. I love the Jets in this matchup. The reason why I don't want to take the Bills is it's a snow game. And I feel like in those games, anything can happen. Like what the reason why, like I actually think that the Dolphins could possibly win this game is that in the snow, what, who has the, who has the, 
I guess, the biggest downfall in the snow. I think it's DBs because the DBs can't plant in the snow. And when you have Tyreek Hill and you have Jalen Waddell, and let's say it's snowing without much wind, I actually think the Dolphins can move the ball through the air. Now, the Bills can certainly move the ball through the air, but all they really have is Stephon Diggs. I have Gabe Davis on my fantasy team. This dude sucks. Their, their aerial attack is not very good. And, like, the Bills have been much better indoors, too. Like, the Bills are known as the snow team, but this year they have not performed that well in these harsh temperatures. I think the Dolphins can move this close. I'm much more confident in the Jets <clears throat> teasing them up besides the Bills. I think we tease the Jets up with the Ravens, and that's our squad ride teaser. Gentlemen, how are we feeling? I'm feeling great on that. You give, you give this Jets defense at home seven and a half points. I love that a lot. Okay. So, Matt, do you have any more picks? Because I think Gino yeah, and I have got, given our three. You have one more. Yeah, I got one. Um, and actually, this is my favorite of the three. Um, I'm going under 43 and a half in the Atlanta-New Orleans game. So, both of oh. these teams, I don't know what I'm missing on this game, but both of these offenses, four of their last five games, have not scored over 17 points um, for each of these teams. And this is another system play. Division under late in season hits 58% of the time. I don't understand what I'm missing here. I love this under a lot. I know both teams have had their quarterback issues as well and injuries. And I just think that this a division game late in the season here and 43 and a half, that's not that low of a number. Like I, I think this number could be in the high 30, the high 30s or low 40s, like kind of like a 41 number. So I really do like this under 43 and a half. Yeah. Divisional game. In New Orleans, um, you have a backup quarterback, Marcus Mariota. Um, he got benched and then elected to get knee surgery. Um, that, I was going to ask. Yeah, Desmond Ritter is going to start for the Falcons. And then you have Andy Dalton. Um, those two teams don't scream offense to me. But at the same time, divisional game, yeah, I, I lean towards the under two. I like this play. And it's pretty low, right? It's kind of, I feel like it's almost low for a reason. Um, right now, let's see kind of where money is flowing. Remember, it is early. Uh, we do have 70% of the money on this under, but only 59% of bets. So that means big bets have come in on this under for a reason. I feel like it's driving the line down. Um, 43 and a half with a spread like that. Uh, Matt, with that said, you like the under. Do you lean the Falcons? What's uh, the spread at? Four? Four. I don't know. I think they could really struggle to score here on the road. You know, I really do. I mean, Gina and I have been high on this Saints defense all season. Um, I, I would stay away from – I'd personally stay away from either either side here. I just really like Thunder. And you said it's a system play. Can you read off the system for, for our people? Yeah, so divisional unders late in the season. Okay, let me pull up the full. Gino, while he's looking it up, what do you think about this play? I like the I like the under in it. Um, it it feels like we probably lost a little bit of points on value, which is which is fine. It happens. Um, if I had to bet this game, I'm actually Atlanta here. I have sold this New Orleans team after they folded to Tampa Bay. I, I I sold this New Orleans team. I'm I'm done with them. They've they've had me in too many games, money line where I was supposed to get paid plus one, you know, plus one fifty plus, and just folded at the end. I do think. Atlanta all year has been the team that everyone was waiting to fall apart, but they kind of held it together. Um, and I like that the backup's in. I think this this spread with Mariota starting would probably be like one. So we're getting three points. Um, 
I think Atlanta can win this game, but I think they can win this game with defense. I, I think New Orleans just has not done a whole lot. I, I forget now, but did they score against Tampa Bay in the second half? Or maybe they scored seven? No, 13-0. And you also, Matt. Oh, no, I'm remind, talking about the 49ers. Yeah, can, yeah, you re- can you remind me? I don't know, and I assume you found, is this, I don't know why I'm forgetting. Is New Orleans outdoors? No, don't. Don't. It's super dope. Yeah, dope, yeah. yeah that's, what, that's what I was saying. I was like, because you have, if you, you know, another thing is these outdoor divisional unders too. They've been going under. But if yeah. it's in a dome, I don't know. We'll see. No, but read yeah. the system for us, Matt. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just divisional unders late in the season, games that are played in December, January, or February. Literally, the game is a division game. You're betting on the under. The record is 230, 172, and 9. 57.2% win rate. $100 betters are up $4,766 historically. Now, the interesting part is the win percentage increases from 57 to 61 if the total is a little bit higher. So we just missed that. Um, the total has to be forty between 44 and a half and 60. And then this number, this this system hits at a sixty-one percent rate. Yeah. So we're 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 losing four percent there, just because that number's at forty-three and a half. So, Maddie's making me look good. When you were looking that up, Maddie, I said I think we lost a point of value there. Uh, we? Yeah. Felt like Jack lost that for us. All right. Yeah. So those those are the picks. So right now I am on the Colts plus four. I am on, and I would take it at three and a half. I would take it as long as it's not a field goal because that's where I have the line at. So I think we're getting the hook and then some. So I love Colts plus four. Um, I like the Titans plus three against the Chargers with a little bit of sprinkle on the money line. Um, I like the Bears plus nine. And then our squad ride teaser, Discipline Degens X Just Gridiron Not Gambling Advice squad ride teaser. It's a mouthful, but it's hitting. We have the Ravens. We're going to tease them up. So right now they're about two and a half or three with a six-point teaser that's going to put them around eight and a half or nine, depending on what the line is when we put it in. And we're going to tease the Jets up from plus one and a half to plus seven and a half. Remember to follow me on Picket at PeterApple23. The link is in the episode description. We're also live on TikTok. The link is in our link tree on TikTok. Download the app. It's completely free. Make sure to sync your sports books to see which teams you're betting on. If you're doing well on those teams, if you're not, and it tracks every bet that you put in, and you can track my plays, set an alert. You'll get it when it goes in. I might be on some of these guys' play. You might see me on the Bucks. You might see me on that under in Saints versus Falcons. Not totally sure yet. Um, but we also have some props to get to. My only issue with props, especially on prize picks, not all the lines are up yet. So that's why I said, Especially, make sure you follow me on on um, on Pickett because I like Zonovan Knight, his over rushing yards. I like Isaiah Pacheco over his rushing yards. I like Derrick Henry over his rushing yards. There's a lot of lines that I want to make sure I like before I put them in. Not all of them are up yet. Um, I like Greg Dolchich again against this Cardinals team. I had him last week as over yards. I like him again. There's a lot of props I do like, but I haven't put anything in yet. So make sure you're following me on Picket. You'll get an alert whenever I put in those props. Before we go, Gino, go over your picks one more time. And then if you have one prop bet that you like, give that out. Matt will do the same, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, my squares play of the week is the under 47.5 in Indian, Minnesota. I like it, period. 
Uh, I understand how it's moving and I understand why it is the way it is, but it's just one of those I'm riding it, even though I know it's slightly square side. Sharpest play is going to be Tampa Bay money line. I think Tampa Bay beats the Cincinnati team. And then the one I gave in between, I'm drawing a blank on. It was also Saturday, right? Yeah, you like the Ravens money line. Ravens money line. Thank you. Perfect. And that's in our squad ride teaser, Matt. And then any uh, any anytime touchdowns, any props that you like? Yeah, you know, I was actually looking at Saturday, and I don't, I don't usually hammer too many teasers, but I'll, or excuse me, uh, player props. But I really did like uh, the who's the starting running back for Baltimore? J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. I liked his anytime TD. Yeah, and that's a low-scoring game, so it pays well. Um, I like J.K. Dobbins. He's the only chance I have of Ravens winning that bet. Facts, Matt. Yeah, for sure. Let me pull up. Uh... Just do your plays again. Do your plays again. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I like the under 43 and a half in the Saints game. It's my favorite uh, play out of the three I've given out today. I like the Texans plus 14 as a system play and the Bucks plus three and a half as a system play. My favorite player prop this week, I'm going Taylor Heineke at home over, I believe it's 215 passing yards um, against this Giants defense in a game where I just think that the commanders are the better overall team. Um, he, he threw for 275 in his last game. I know they went to overtime, but I think that he'll easily surpass this number here at home. Let's go. All right. So those are the plays. Make sure to download prize picks. Use code just baseball or code just gridiron or to get a full 100% deposit match in order to play the props. And those props you'll find on the Pickett Sports app. Make sure to download it. You'll get an alert. Set notifications on. You'll get an alert as soon as I place them. And we got to thank, again, Matt, Gino. Make sure to check out the Discipline to Gens podcast. They break down every game in the NFL with all of their systems, and they've been awesome this year. And their Twitters, again, are in the episode description. Thank you guys for coming on. But we also have to remember that none of this was gambling advice.